I realize your guys' show is for the lore, which seems like it actually for the lore, and it almost <laughs> works. <laughs> You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Joining Roger is Joe, writer from WoW Insider and World of Maticus, and Vince from Massive Nerd. Hello and welcome to For the Lord of This Roger coming to you on Monday, February 27th. And of course, same as usual, we got the boys with me. How are you guys doing this week? Fantastic. Just celebrated uh, the mom's birthday. So oh, it's a very good nice. Week. Very nice. Vince? I'm doing excellent. Your birthday just came, did it not? It was past. Yep. Yes, it was this week. No, it was no. two weeks ago. No, it wasn't. It was right around Joe's. Okay. And you decided not to share the exact date. This is well, true. We know you're getting older. Pretty soon, you ain't going to be able to call me an old bastard anymore because guess what? You already there. Well, yeah, but Roger, I hate Trust to break me, it I... to you. No matter how old we get, I'm always still... going to. Yeah, that's fine. But there comes a point that, you know, between a 70 year old man can't be calling an 80 year old man an old bastard anymore. It's a little sure hypocritical. Don't be old and damn it. All right. Okay. There I think are you... plenty of times throughout the day where I think to myself, like, I just get in that mood. And I'm like, man, this is what Roger this must is feel what like feel all like the time. All the time. <laughs> yes. If you ever see yourself like you don't have a front lawn, but even just looking at your balcony <laughs> or even the parking lot in your apartment complex and going, God damn, why are all these cars here? <laughs> <laughs> don't you people know this is mine? <laughs> There you go. Now you know how I feel. Okay, I'm sure you boys will agree with me that this week was just a fantastic week to essentially be a gamer because there's there's lulls sometimes when you are looking at the games that are coming going to be coming out and thinking there's really nothing coming out that's any good. We're not experiencing that right now. We are seeing batshit crazy shit that we cannot wait to be playing. And the first one, of course, that we got to talk about, I think is the most important, is the Borderlands 2 trailer that dropped. Oh my God! I, I honestly, I cannot tell you how many times I've watched this because I stopped counting. <laughs> there was no point. I've just, I haven't closed the tab that the video is in and I keep playing. It's going to be a freaking long wait till September because I'm going to be watching this over and over again. I, I cannot wait. Freaking epic. That I... I got nothing. I mean, it says a lot that this trailer is probably the first time in history I've been able to listen to dubstep for more than 10 seconds without throwing my headphones across the room. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't know. I did not see this coming, and I thought it was an absolutely brilliant trailer to come out of left field on it. Like, it was lost ridiculous. their fucking minds. No, 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 no. They didn't lose their minds. They sold their souls to the devil and got an awesome marketing department because that video rocked. <laughs> Oh my god. It's seriously, I just could not, like I said, I couldn't stop looking at it. And 
obviously, like, we had only gotten little morsels from them before, most of them with Salvador. Now we're seeing the whole crew. Plus, we're seeing the old crew that we're going to be interacting with kind of thing. And you're getting a hint of what the system's going to be like there. It's playing right now for the specking and for your weapons and all that. Like, this actually shows a lot of what we can expect. Plus, the NPCs that we're going to be dealing with as well. Mm -hmm. Although that one chick, I'm sorry, but she needs a little bit more clothes. <laughs> Just a little bit more wouldn't hurt her. But uh, and then there's handsome it's hot Jack on Pandora. <laughs> Apparently, um, this just looks amazing. I'm so glad that they stayed with literally exactly the same art style. It's not like they tried to improve upon it. It's it was awesome then. It's awesome now. It just looks ripping. I cannot wait. I, I think Maya. it's. I exactly yeah I, I Maya was just absolutely ridiculous like it was our first look at that too which was kind of cool because you got a lot of like that that nice little like posing and then like the telekinesis kind of like flowing off it was just oh well it looks like it's going to awesome. be a force user essentially quote yeah. unquote that is going to be uh, I, I'm going to say it more fun to play than the siren was in Borderlands 1. So I hope so, because I love the siren, but goddamn, was that thing one-dimensional. One yeah, this, I don't know, I get the feeling that it's going to be so much, oh, dude, that freaking robotic <laughs> dance <laughs> from Claptrap oh. just makes me laugh every time I see it. It's just... Fantastic. And yeah, Ninja, dude, who is not going to be picking that as their first class? I do, I, me. Really? Seriously? I'm, I'm going with Maya, man. Maya's going to oh, be my man. first choice. I'm going to play her too, but... Seriously, I gotta do the ninja first. Have to. Zero well, seems like the character that Lilith should have been the first time around. Really? Her, 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 her her stealth melee stuff just literally did not work. Seems like the character that uh that little prissy young kid from the Metal Gear Solid series should have been when he first came out. <laughs> well, That's what it seems like. Okay, we got more trailers than that because apparently that was <laughs> not enough. Yeah, but wait, if you <laughs> order now, <laughs> we'll throw in a Mass Effect 3 trailer for only $9.99. Look at this shit. It wasn't bad, uh, good enough for us to get the first trailer from them. Oh no, let's not put real people and dogs, everybody. You're all dead. You don't realize it yet, but you are. And this was just, again, like I've been really loving the the CGI trailers because they do such a good job on them. But then you saw this and it, it brought it to life a lot more and you can relate to the people and what's happening. And it, they did such a good job on this. Yeah. Especially like if you didn't know this was mass effect, like if it hadn't been leaked out, you wouldn't know what the hell this was for half the trailer. <laughs> well, I, you see them reapers coming down. It's, yeah, exactly. The first sight of the reapers and it's like, Oh, oh, oh I know you. <laughs> I killed I, your ass I, once. I'll do it again. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. What? I don't know about you, but I did not expect this trailer. That was just out of yeah. like no, yeah, nowhere. I how great did that Normandy look in that in that oh. one shot? Oh, the the freaking biotic whatever the hell he shot out of his hand. The orange <laughs> blast that went towards the doors, and I was like, I'm playing a you, <laughs> whatever you are. That's gonna be me. <laughs> So yeah, very, very awesome. Check out the show notes. Both of them are in there. You guys can see that. We uh, we also did get some some spoiler, some some news too about and this everybody's been talking about this now. The uh the first DLC um that's gonna be coming out on day one. That's 
I mean, at this point, I Man, that I, I expected it because, I mean, we've seen this before, but it kind of looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, Microsoft kind of goofed again and put the listing up on Xbox Live early. And there, there must be people who just Oops. sit there and refresh Xbox Live looking for new stuff to show up because it was there for like an hour. <laughs> on that moment, hi, Hoogs. Yeah, Welcome really. to the show. <laughs> But yeah, From Ashes, which uh, we've only seen reference to in the uh, collector's edition, is going to be basically the uh, the bonus character for Mass Effect 3. And spoilers, the bonus character is a Prothean. That's yep. that's insane. That's freaking awesome. Well, it's a huge, huge loose end uh, that gets uh, from the first two games, right? This is a race that's supposed to be completely wiped out. We're, we've heard nothing of these guys except for, you know, rumors and stories and legends and whatnot. And, and there's there's an actual living, breathing Prothean. Well, they built on it on in two towards the yeah. end. You got more. Yeah. And so for anybody who has played through two then and seen that content, then it's going to really be something that's going to hit you when you're playing it. Um, I was reading some stuff on IGN where they were talking about one of the, the people there were, were had been playing the actual game and they tried to essentially live in a cocoon and not hear anything about the game and then play it. And it was fun to, to read their thoughts on that too and how it fares in comparison to 1 and 2 and how it fares having played 1 and 2 and then playing through kind of thing. So so again, everything that I'm hearing at this point for it is that these little bits kind of work well together if you've played through the other two, but also stand on their own. But for anybody who has played through the other ones, what I'm liking here, which is something that we saw in the demo as well, is that we're going to be experiencing a different game where it's not about this race versus that race, except when it comes to Cerberus. Nobody likes those dicks. But everybody's essentially <laughs> putting all that shit on hold so that they can survive. Not just, you know win a war or whatever no just survive and i love what we again what we saw in the demo for with the krogans and mm -hmm. uh and stuff like that so i'm really looking forward to seeing a how that's going to play out with the krogans because that was a storyline that i actually really enjoyed in two so I, I really am looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out but also to see like any other races that had problems with each other and how that's going to play out in them wanting to work together. Well, they don't really have a choice. Nobody wants to work with the friggin' Turians. <laughs> and I'm dying to see what's going to happen on Omega. Oh, after oh, reading man. the comic book series, <laughs> oh, it's like, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with area, how this is going to work on Omega. Because again, I loved Omega. I spent a crap load of time there doing like all of the little nooks and cranny quests all over the place and on different playthroughs so that I could see the differences that it made based on what choices that you made, which surprisingly made quite a bit of difference. And so like, I love that place. So I want to see what's going to happen there especially okay so moving away from that now again we've been seeing a lot with the the um the upcoming um mmos and we've been it, it was like the week of guild wars 2 also it's, it's still going on I when, like when is it not yeah. <laughs> well they're really pushing now especially with the opening up of the beta signups which they topped a million signups 
in two days. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> and so we've been getting a crap load of videos and news about this. I, you guys can talk about some of the stuff that really impressed you. One of the things that I really had a lot of fun watching was the video on the engineer. Because oh my God, flamethrower. That was something yep. that initially I'd thought, I don't know how well this is going to work in a, again, a Tolkien-esque based fantasy style world. They made it work. Not only did they make it work, but you can make your own combos. You don't have to be grouping with somebody else. Make your own flaming tur turret thing and then shoot your own stuff through it. It was just, holy crap in hell, everything would look so much fun. Well, a week ago when we were just kind of going off, you know, the little bits that ArenaNet was putting out, none of the classes had really jumped out at me. I was like, okay, yeah, this thing kind of seems kind of cool. Now I want to play all of them. <laughs> Joe, anything catch your eye? Honestly, everything just continues to impress me. And it's it, it's easy to see how this overall is becoming such an anticipated game for just everybody, right? I don't know about you, but I've been watching my Twitter stream and just like what everybody's been saying. And everybody's saying the same thing. They're, they're, Guild Wars 2 looks so good. Guild Wars 2 looks so good. Guild Wars 2 looks so good. People are going through and trying to reclaim their old Guild Wars uh, logins, myself included. I finally got my stuff with NCSoft worked out. Thanks, NCSoft support. But, I mean, it's just it, everything about this. There's nothing that is lacking so far. Rocket Every breadcrumb. Rock Sorry. <laughs> Rocket jump. Very similar to Rocket Punch. But, no, I mean, it's just. Everything just looks so cool. And like you said, the engineer just blew me away. Like I'm sitting there looking at it and just like the cool shit that you can do as the engineer. More fantasy games need a damn engineer. I love how the weapons has such a huge impact in their abilities and things like that. Like when you're looking at how he's setting it up and you have the extra buttons as well for different abilities and things like that, the engineer looks like it's going to have a lot of versatility. It also does look, however, like it's going to be a class that's going to require a lot more, not a lot more, but more experience. It's not going to be the easy class to play necessarily. And just because of just how much you can do with the class, it's not just going to be mashing a couple of buttons. So yeah, it just looked fantastic. Absolutely loved it. I thought one of the interesting things, too, from this weekend, too, is we found out that, or from this week, was we found out about the death penalty. And I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember a lot of the other games, the death penalty was was pretty harsh. Um, it's going to be much more toned down, which I think will help with the accessibility for gamers. Because the minute you say death penalty, people just freak out in an MMO. And I think by toning it down a little bit, I think that's that's really going to be helpful for their numbers while still being able to have that sort of escalating penalty. Not just the death penalty, but some of the other stuff they're adding, like uh, the, the mini-map. You can actually draw on your mini-map and yep. your party members will see it. For for the navigationally challenged amongst us, that could be very handy. Well, or like and the that's, sorry, but, go ahead. I was going to say, that, that's, that's a pretty big it. thing, too. Damn you. <laughs> that's a pretty big thing, too, especially when so many other games, especially MMOs, are denying you the ability to do stuff like draw on your mini-map and transfer it to other people in your party. And, and then just one other thing that really jumped out at me was their server queues. If your server is full, they're not going to make you wait to play. You just go to what they call an overflow server. So you can go run around, do some quests, gain some experience, and then when your spot in the queue is up, you just hop over to your server and carry over everything you did when you were waiting. That, that's God. nuts. That, that is awesome. How come 
somebody else did not come up with this five years ago. You know, it makes absolutely no sense. This this kind of stuff is what makes me have so much faith in the devs at ArenaNet. I, it, it's mind boggling. Well, and it's a thing you didn't really think about too until they said it, right? Like I don't know about you guys, but like it never crossed my mind to have something like that. Yeah. You know, well, like I'm, I'm sitting there like I hate views. Oh my god, I'm waiting an hour, but it's like that's a beautiful solution. See, I would be happy with them just putting you in another server, but allowing you to keep your main queue going so that you can have an alt server where you have characters on as well for when, you know, when something like this happens. But, yeah, but what if that server is full and Oh, no no, I know you got to draw the line somewhere. But then to do something like this though, goes above and beyond that that's it's again it's mind-boggling so uh what else did we see oh we saw the video too with with the unintentional commentary i love that <laughs> for the I, intro I, on I char i'm sorry what's that <laughs> it was terrible i could not watch that <laughs> <laughs> i i thought it was funny <laughs> i was like so somebody saw, thought this was worth posting on the web well well given the website in question is probably the highest quality thing they posted all day well again i liked it just because i wanted to see that intro i love i love the art that um, who is that again? That's the concept designer. What's his name? I'm gonna find his name and then uh, put it there. But I uh, Daniel, Do oh my God, Dosiu, Tokyo, whatever. Anyways, I've seen him in some of the videos that I've gotten with the collectors that I had of uh, Guild Wars, and he does the concept art for a lot of the stuff in the game in Guild Wars and now too, obviously. And so the more they'd been talking about that and how we're going to see that kind of stuff too in cutscenes and things like that. So I wanted to see this intro and it is, you don't need insane CGI cutscenes. You know, it's, it's all about style. And when you look at this intro, like this here where he's freaking all oh, dude, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Now that I'm not having to listen to it, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> So again, it's something that I'm going Truth. to want to literally at least make an alt of every character just so that I can see the start for each because I'm they they're all gonna be as epic. They have to be. We're gonna spend a lot of time in this game. Oh dude, I'm oh yeah. Spend a crap load of time in this game. Now another game that we're not gonna spend as much time into, <laughs> despite the fact that it's going free to play, is Ion. Yeah, which surprised no one. No, not really. It didn't surprise that it was going to free-to-play, but I am kind of surprised as to how they're going free-to-play. Uh, later this spring, not specific date announced yet, uh, they're launching patch 3.0, which is bringing in uh, features that a lot of people have been asking for for a while now, namely mounts, uh, but also giving the game a full housing system, uh, raising the level cap, putting in all new content, all new instances. So it's a full, almost essentially an expansion to the game that's coinciding with their move to free-to-play. Now, what I do find very interesting about the way they're doing this is they're calling it truly free, where every single bit of content from level one to level 60 is absolutely free. There's no, you don't have to pay to use the auction house. So, you know, as much as other games are limiting their free to play, Ion's just go, saying, go for it. I have no idea how they're making money off of this or intend to, but for what they're giving away to free for free, you at least have to look at it. <laughs> You know what? It, it, it has that reek of desperation, doesn't it? No, I don't think so. I think that when you're looking at the fact that damn near every single MMO is going free to play 
and they're making a profit finally because of it. I think that it's a good business sense, in all honesty. I don't think it's desperation at all, at all. And so I actually, if it wasn't for the fact that we've got such an amazing year in gaming, I would consider reinstalling it to try it. Just to really? see. Yes, I would. Damn right. I mm-hmm. most certainly would. There's There has been enough changed in the game that there has to come a point where you you say like on their behalf like christ what do you want us to do like we've changed this 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 and this you wanted this change we changed it and this and that so i think that the potential is there that now going back into it that it maybe does hold up especially as a free-to-play model then it crap how can you go wrong with that obviously but I mean, I if it wasn't for the fact that we've got all of these AAA titles coming out, both regular as well as MMOs, I, I would give it a shot. And I may down the line if I get bored with the games that are going to be coming out. But, dude, that's not for a bloody long time. I mean, Christ. Borderlands <laughs> 2, we're looking at September. Reality. I'm not going to be doing anything else till Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be Borderlands day and night. But, yeah, no, I, I would give it a shot. I, I, what what have you got to lose? Yeah. Okay, so let's 15 not... minutes of my life. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was my freaking weekend. Let's move on to the game that some of, a lot of people have been playing now, too, and that is the beta for Terra. Now, Vince, you played a crapload of this. Let's hear what you thought about this beta weekend. Yeah, my playtime in the first beta weekend was somewhat limited, but I was also not blown away by it. But I was giving it a fair shot. I gave it the second weekend. And... Uh, the first weekend, I tried out the Lancer, and as much as I thought the Lancer was cool, it just wasn't doing it for me. Like, I wasn't feeling it, so I decided to try out different class. Uh, this time, I went with the Berserker, and at least personally for me, the Berserker is my sweet spot. Like, with there's, with the way the game is and the vastly different playstyles between the classes, I think everybody is just going to have the class that feels right for them. And for me, it's the Berserker. Big-ass axe, you know, huge sweeping attacks, uh, all... Pretty much all of your special moves are charge abilities, so you have that big risk versus reward factor of do I want to charge this up for an extra rank of charge and just fucking demolish everything. Like The the, the little packs of enemies that were so difficult to deal with in my Lancer because I can only poke my fucking stick in a straight line. This time I just had to sit there and charge up and just one-shot all of them. It was much more fun. Um Still, they they really need to up the difficulty on that starting island. Island of Dawn is still an absolute joke. But the gameplay on the Berserker was much more interesting interesting for me compared to the Lancer that I was able to stick with it for a little longer, get off that fucking island, and get to harder, more interesting areas of the game. And I did find myself enjoying it more as I went along. Uh, The the difficulty went up. Uh, The story, it's still not... Like, oh, my God, story. I mean, we've, we've been absolutely spoiled by the old Republic on that. Yeah, front. Definitely. but it's it's growing. I can see things that becoming more interesting. Uh, the, you know, what's wrong with the world and, you know, the, uh, the, the whatever the fuck the enemies are called. Seeing them popping up more often as, you know, this corrupting influence. So. At this point. I'm okay with Terra. Like after the first weekend, I was really on the fence, but I found the class that appeals to me. Uh, I've seen now enough of the game that I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to ruin any more in beta. Uh, so I, I'll at least give it a solid month or two once it comes out, based on what I've seen so far. I still want to try out some of the other classes. 
uh, just kind of see what else out there appeals to me. But with the vast different in play styles between the classes, I think a lot of people really do need to try out several of them to find the one that really fits them. See, that to me is not going to help me, though, for me personally, because unfortunately, it's not the the play style has already gotten old for me, unfortunately, and I'm not enjoying the combat as much. It's I shouldn't say that it's not enjoyable so much as the 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 thrill of not thrill even the the uniqueness of it is not impressing me anymore. It's just uh, that's just the play style. It's not like it's going to hold me that long and be like, oh my god, the play style is so awesome in this game. No, definitely not. And so what you're left with then is the story. And that's what it is with me is there has to be, well, for all of us, of course, but like the, the story has to be engaging all the bloody time. Otherwise, forget it. You've lost my interest. There's something shiny over there that I can go play with. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm, the, the questing is mind numbing so far. Maybe it gets better later. Okay. I'll take people's opinions or, you know, if they say, yeah, it gets better, I'll, I'll believe you fine. But right now the, 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 the questing is, is terrible. And I'll say it, it's terrible. It's not just that it's, you know, it's not good or it's boring. No, it's terrible, terrible. And it's all the same thing. Now, again, people are going to say all MMOs have FedEx and um, Go Kill 10 Rats Quest. Yes and no. There are other things you can do. Plus, you can still be more interesting in how you present it, how you do it. There's none of that here. At all, at all, at all, at all. Like, literally, I played it, and I only played it on Saturday. And I'm not done. I'm going to keep trying to give it a shot. But I was playing it on Saturday, and I literally had to stop after a while and ask myself, why am I still doing this? Why am I playing a game that I'm not enjoying? We've gone so far beyond the 15-minute rule, it's not even funny anymore. I've wasted hours in this, and I'm still not enjoying it at all at all at all so it's like screw that shit and i logged out and i played some freaking star wars and i could have picked any other number of games that i'm dying to to finish as well really i'm i'm just not digging it i don't know i'm still having a blast I'm and that's good healing. that's good i'm absolutely i absolutely adore healing in the game and for me that's really that's really what it is and, and to go back to the, the questing, every MMO does have those quests, including Star Wars. The only difference is Star Wars is that, that game that hides the pill inside of the cannoli so you don't really taste the pill. Um, yeah. Cannoli. Yeah, cannoli. But anyway, but no, like you, you, still, you still have those, you know, kill 10 of this, kill 20 of this. 90% of the quests is actually that. Like all of your bonus series are killing this, going oh, yeah, to gather this, going yeah. right from this. But that's like the bulk of your XP and like you don't realize it because it's, you know, in this zone or in that zone or whatever. But I sat back and I looked at it and yeah, it's definitely there with Terra. It's just it's 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 all about that presentation. And I think they need to go back. And while the, I, the game is incredibly fun and gets a lot more involved after you leave the first island, that first island needs a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like just little minor tweaks would be make it so much better. I mean, allowing the, the quest to be slightly more interesting, uh, you know, to to have the NPCs be, be a little more engaging, to have 
the things that you're doing actually have relevance to the world and, you know, to everything like that. You're basically just being an errand boy. Explain. Are you an officer in field training? Are you a soldier? What are you there to do? And, like, you get little snippets of that, but it's like it, it, a little bit more would be good. But after you get past that island, then the story starts ramping up. And you can see where the first island is meant really to be that training, like to get you used to the combat because it is wildly different. And if you're not used to, um, you know, healing in the style that they have, painting multiple targets and having to do that heads up healing, you need that island. That's okay. But you need to make it a little more engaging. But after you get there, there's that suspense that slowly starts creeping up. Like Vince said, you start getting those those little the villains that start popping up, you know, the the essence of corruption and the story starts slowly going up. It the story definitely needs to hit sooner, but for me I'm still having a blast. I love healing. Tanking is absolutely phenomenal. I used to love tanking in in, in WoW. I absolutely despise it now. I won't tank in Sotor no matter what you give you can offer me anything you want I won't do it, but I will gladly do it in Terra because it's engaging and fun and different. And while that's great, I understand what you guys are saying. I think that they just need a little bit more polish on the beginning to get people past that first hurdle, to get them past that hump, so to speak, so they can actually get to the rest of the game and travel through the world. I See, I don't have a problem with a starting area being used as a training ground, but it you can be done do it better. exactly. You could do it in such a way that it's still engaging. It's still part of the story, not just go kill 10 trees. There has to be more than that. And the NPCs have to be designed better. The quest has to be more interesting, has to be better written. All of these things have to happen. You can't deny that it's a gorgeous world. It's loopy as shit, of course, but it's <laughs> it's beautiful still. I got my, my problems that I've made clear with the over-sexualized aspects of it and the little girls and, okay, anyways, but it is beautifully rendered and... Yes, the I, I have my problems with the combat too in that I still find it too slow. I still find it sluggish and forget about it being easy. I can I can appreciate that eventually it gets harder, but I still don't find it engaging. And I think that a combat system that's supposed to be so revolutionary and so much like a first person shooter should have the same kind of twitch mechanic that is part of a first person shooter it should be something that is much more active and fast paced this is still so very slow and you you haven't done any of the dungeons yet have you no i haven't but that's See, not that, going to change the, the how your character moves and no but it does change how you're forced to react and whether or not because all of the classes have a risk reward factor in them to some degree Every class you play in Terra has something where you can choose to take a couple extra moments, but then you have the risk of dying or seeing somebody else die. And yes, when you're soloing, and especially in the beginning, it is really clunky. But as you move on uh, to the, the, I can't remember the name of the dungeon, the one with the, the undead witch queen dealie at level 27. That was a hectic damn place. And trying to heal that, I, I will freely admit, I failed out the very first time I tried to even touch that place. It was hectic. And it was one of those things where I had to choose between charging the spell, when I had to see the quick heal, when I when it was who I had to prioritize, how I had to paint the spell, things like that. And it becomes a lot more about twitch and your reflexes as you progress. Yes, that starting area is not a great showcase for that action combat, but the minute you get into a dungeon, it's a 
different animal altogether. I can I can honestly say that. And see, my other problem with that is the fact that once you then reach the level cap on your character, I know that I would not want to go through all of the same drudgery of mm-hmm. quests just to level up another character. You're not going to get another engaging story with that character. You're going to get the exact same thing that was a chore to work through. And I'm at a point where a game that is a chore to work through anymore is simply not something that I want to do. When I when I look at a backlog of games that I could be playing that I'm dying to play, do I want to play the game that is a chore just so that I can eventually get to fun combat and fun healing but that's all it's ever going to be you know i'm gonna i'm gonna propose this out there and just this kind of a question in city of heroes you had the sidekick system and it worked both ways the sidekick and mentor system you could dumb a hero down so to speak so that they can go do lower level content with their buddies you could raise a sidekick up to get past some of the drudgery and do some of the uh, like the back end stuff some of the end quests with other people that are higher level than you and still get a a at proper reward why hasn't any other mmo really considered that especially for alts lately i mean all these opportunities to do that especially in games that encourage alts star wars the old republic well we're going to be seeing that in legacy we're going to see that in the legacy a little bit but we're not getting we're not getting a sidekick system it is not a sidekick system not like that it's this is something different i'm talking guild wars 2 is planning to do it but even that, the details on that are a little sparse. As near, uh, near as I could tell, it's just leveling to the zone, not necessarily yeah, bringing somebody zone. with you. But I like that idea of being able to say, hey, Joe, or hey, Vince, or hey, Roger. Hey, what do you got? Oh, that sounds like an awesome quest line. Oh, I'm so low. I can, what, you can sidekick me? I can come to that dungeon with you? That's awesome. So you get to experience it in a little bit different. I mean, look at DC Universe Online. It was practically begging for that system. And they didn't put it in. Why? I would love to see something like that, especially in a game where other character classes are going to be so much fun to play, but maybe some of that starting stuff isn't so great. Give me a way to get around that. Give me a way to, you know, jump into the fray later on. Give me something that I can kind of move around. Give me a damn sidekick system. Somebody, please, give me one that actually works. If they did something like that, something similar to that, I would be far more willing to do it because it would mean then that I could do the content once and then on any other class that I want to level up, it will be mainly doing dungeon runs and things like that. Uh, that I would be all right with because I don't want to do... I'm. I'm not enjoying the doing the content once. I sure <laughs> as hell don't want to do it twice. But... I, I see what you're saying about the dungeons and all that being a blast. So if I can run those as part of this like, this this kind of mechanic, the, I'd be all right with that. And that's the thing. Like, I would love to take you on one of those dungeons. Like, I'd love to pop in on a weekend and be like, hey, Raj, we're going to go do an instance. Come on. And, like, you could be, like, a brand new character right out of the gate and still drag you along with me and have a blast in those dungeons. You know, like, that's that's the type of stuff that I would love to see. Because for people like you that... Like you're really, you really, really despise that starting area and those quests. I mean, let's be honest; you can hear it. Giving you a way I'm to, holding to, back. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> but let's, but being giving you a way to move past that and experience a lot of the other stuff, that would be phenomenal. So if anybody, if any of your developers are listening to this podcast, please consider it. It's a fantastic system. City of Heroes did a fantastic job with it. Steal it. Do it. Go import it into your game. 
Give it to us, please. One thing I think Unmasked really needs to do as part of the beta is to allow people to create a character at level 30 yes. or 40 or 50 yes. to see what the game has to offer beyond that island. I think that would be a huge selling point for Terra and be something they really should do. That first island is a deterrent, in my opinion. It is not a selling point at all, at all. It's, it's very Asian. Oh, it's... I that means nothing they're releasing it in north america i'm just saying it's yeah. it's just, it's very asian like it's very grindy 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 yeah and we ain't that so yeah i i'm fat and lazy damn it i'm not i have not given up on it i will play it again the next beta weekend and hopefully i'll get off that damn starter island by the time the game is out because I am still <laughs> on the freaking fence as to whether or not I want to buy this. That's how much I'm not enjoying the game right now. So there is another game, though, that was released that I haven't picked up. But, dude, I, oh, oh, I cannot oh. wait to pick it up. Oh. You played it. How, okay, first, it. how long did it take for you to finish it? It took up a significant portion of my Saturday. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, tell us about it. All right, uh, American Nightmare. I'm going to try to remain as spoiler-free as possible, seeing as it just Let came out. I will mute. <laughs> uh, although, I, I'll probably do a free feature about it for next week. Uh, but I could, it's fucking Alan Wake. I mean, <laughs> it's just so much fun to be back in that game again. Um, all right, uh, first of all, being a downloadable title, the character models, the textures aren't quite up to par with the full retail release. I mean, they had to fit the thing in one and a half gigs, so y you get what you get. It still looks good. It still has that creepy atmosphere, although I feel that atmosphere is somewhat brought down due to the – at least what I felt was a lack of difficulty. I did not die once the entire time through, especially with all the new weapons you get. And uh, you can unlock weapons if you collect enough manuscript pages. I was just blowing through the Taken, no problem at all. I think I used two flashbangs the entire game. Uh, difficulty definitely was a factor that kind of takes away from the scariness of the game. Yeah. That said, the story, is, oh, the story is freaking awesome. Um, does it does it tie in at all to the first one, like in significant absolutely. ways? The entire game is you pursuing Mr. Scratch. Okay. And gotta say, the, those freaking segments, like we've seen in the videos of Mr. Scratch being a complete fucking psycho, that's nothing. The, the, the entire game is just a Mr. Scratchathon. Dude is fucking everywhere. A Mr. Scratchathon. Awesome. I got real title. That is the episode title. <laughs> Mr. I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget it. Every time I saw a TV, I freaking ran to it. I was like, click, let me see what's going on next. And not only that, but it actually does tie in with the story. You see Mr. Scratch doing things that you'll then discover as Alan later. Really cool. Um, playing through the game, at least at first, things seemed a little off to me. Uh, certain gameplay elements weren't quite adding up. The length was looking kind of weird. Like, so I was, I was really worried for a little while there. I don't want to ruin anything. They found a creative way to extend the length of the game while still maintaining a small download size and a lower development budget so they could only charge 15 bucks for it. And I think in almost any other game, it would have been kind of cheesy or a cop-out, but it works for Alan Wake. I, I don't want to say any more on yeah, that point. Don't. Okay, cool. Cool. I can't. Oh, dude, I can't wait to play this. And neither can my son. It's going to be like 
we're going to oh, set aside a day and just play. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, there wasn't enough of it. That was the only problem. But every time the music and the gameplay meld together, it's just that perfect, perfect point. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Let's touch on some other news that we got on some other games this week. So, Jet Set Radio. Go. Jet Set yes. Radio. <laughs> A groundbreaking game. Uh, really one of the first successful and mainstream uses of cell shading graphics. Uh, just great, fun gameplay. Nothing too difficult. It, it was that quintessential Dreamcast game. The game that was very simple on the surface, but after you know the sun comes up, you realize how long you've been playing <laughs> it for. I, I, assuming the music remains intact because uh, it wasn't for Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I absolute download on Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, absolutely! If as long as the music isn't is intact, because it really did. We talk about that, how how audio is so important to games and people kind of take it for granted. Jet Set Radio is a perfect example of how well that music really made that game so phenomenal. And if that music's in place, it they're getting my money the minute it's available. Like, no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to be sitting there with my oversized headphones, my glasses, and my weird <laughs> outfit, and I'm going to be rocking out and, and grinding and tagging all day. Because that was just, oh, God, that game was so awesome back in the day. It really was a groundbreaking Dreamcast title. And I just, I can't wait for other people to experience it. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man. We got some more news about this, too. All right, I'm trying. <laughs> what have you got against Rhino? Rhino. Okay. All right, the movie. I I, I I have an immense amount of distaste for the movie, and I'm trying to separate something from that, but it's it's really not working. Uh, they're showing off footage of the new Amazing Spider-Man game, and it's really centering around the new villain they're revealing here, the Rhino. And they're taking a departure from the traditional comic interpretation of the Rhino of a big angry dude in a special suit that makes him really strong and, and vulnerable to just being a genetic fuck up. And I have no problem with that, except from reading what we're seeing here, what we know about the movie, it seems like that's the shortcut they're taking with everything is every villain is a genetic fuck up and not just any genetic fuck up an Oscorp genetic fuck up. It's like they're, they're not putting any creativity either in the movie or in the game to making the villains interesting or unique. They're just, so you're saying is it, Rod wrote the game. They're just throwing everything into that big Oscorp genetic pot and seeing what comes out and having Spider-Man punch it in the face. They're dumbing it down for audiences. Who they're don't dumbing the down the rhino. They're dumbing Seriously? down comics. <laughs> a comic adaptation I guarantee in this game we'll see Scorpion, we'll see Vulture uh, we'll see hell, Vermin, I don't fucking know any animal based Spider-Man villain is going to be in this game as a genetic fuck up I promise you I don't doubt it I, anytime you got to dumb down a comic book adaptation, you're doing it wrong this <laughs> really seriously you're doing it really wrong all right, so enough of that then. Let's move on. Next. Transformers. More than meets the eye. I don't know about you, but I was super excited to see these pictures because Follow Cybertron, it's one of those games that I, I don't know, I'm just absolutely looking forward to. And the we're starting to see stills from the game start coming out. 
and they're absolutely gorgeous. They are gorgeous. <laughs> they are. They really, really are. Uh, especially when you get to see, you know, oh. Grimlock with a sword and, and shield. shield. I, like, like, <laughs> all like medieval knight style. Like I am Grimlock, bow before my power. Or you know, when he's just breathing fire, or when he's gonna go eat an Insecticon. I'm sorry. Like those those screenshots were absolutely amazing. And every screenshot I see from this game, every little bit of information. I, I, it just, it cannot come quickly enough for me to get my hands on it and get my transformer on. Cause this, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The scenes are beautiful. The transformer, the transformers are awesome. The I don't world know. It's is just, gorgeous. It's, though it's just, it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I have nothing. I have no words. You <laughs> Well, let me look at the this. shots did in the you, sky too. Like, oh, did you Christ. change your pants when you when you saw some of those? Because I know I did. As I'm flipping through all of these screenshots, only one thing was going through my mind: I want action figures of each and every one of these guys. <laughs> but we're going to get them. I just want them now. No, no, we're we're going to get some. We got four from the first game. I want all of them, every single one. Well, as long as I get Grimlock, I'm happy. Even fucking Cliff Jumper. I'll take Cliff Jumper. <laughs> you're gonna be steve carell from the 40 year old virgin <laughs> with the wall lined with all the toys that's gonna to be you it's only transformers okay all right okay and a couple trigun figures <laughs> lastly we got something different here joe found this um the last story go ahead joe i actually am a little excited about this uh final fantasy creators uh basically have gone back in there's now a new RPG for the Wii, um, and it's coming out of Japan, of all things. Uh, and it's headed to the U.S. relatively soonish. Uh, the game is called The Last Story, and it's directed by the Final Fantasy creator, and I cannot pronounce this, I apologize, uh, Hironobu. Hironobu Sakaguchi. Thank you. Uh, supposedly, it's supposed to be the great, big, grand adventure uh, that the Wii's never had. Uh, it's been hailed as a phenomenal title in Japan uh, and the UK. It's been called the best JRPG of the decade. Um, it's it's just listening to how they have it set up. It just sounds absolutely phenomenal. Uh, in the last story, there is no turn-based combat. Everything is real-time, which is kind of cool. I like real-time real -time combat in the RPGs. I think it's an interesting way to shake up the whole turn-based strategy. Um, it's also filled with important decisions and little quirks. Like there's a first person viewpoint that you can use to interrupt spellcasters or also to afflict certain like ailments on monsters. So in the middle of combat, you can drop down in the first person mode and like, oh, that guy's casting a spell. Bam, get his hand. Or, oh, that monster's got this little weak spot that's going to make him like, you know, kick his leg like a dog. Awesome. There you go. Outside of combat, the story is engaging and different from other JRPGs. Instead of saving the world or rescuing a princess, the last story tasks you with the saving of a single city. You'll continually visit the city between dungeon crawls and the characters that inhabit it have distinct personalities, enough so that you'll find yourself wanting to save them. The game has, like I said, has received numerous rave reviews from all around the world, and finally we get to experience it here in the States. Dust off the Wii boys, because this is a game that I think we might actually all want to sit down and put some time into. I I gotta find it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mistwalker Games. Uh, 
they've kind of gone underground, at least uh, from an American standpoint for a while. But their uh, first two games on the 360, Blue Dragon, was a ton of fun. And Last Odyssey is one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. And it's definitely the favorite one not to have Final Fantasy in the title. Because that was, at least to this point, the best RPG of this generation. Um, This... I, this is my game. <laughs> yeah, as as somebody who grew up playing all of the the Final Fantasy games and everything, this this is the game I I really want to play. And I we came so close to not getting this game. This game came out forever ago in Japan. Yep. And Nintendo did not want to localize it. It was just like they 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 did not believe there was enough of an audience in the West to make this a profitable game to localize. There was this huge uh, online movement. Uh, they signed a petition to bring this Xenoblade Chronicles and one other game over to America. And one of the few cases where gamer activism succeeded and Nintendo saw the market that they were almost going to miss out on and good on them for bringing it over. But now it's up to us to actually prove to them that it was a good idea. Oh, I'm buying it. Uh, there's there's no doubt in my mind that I'm buying this game. What are we looking at? Oh, in the summer sometime. Yep, so in the no summer. Date though, yeah. or just this summer? If if it's going to be somewhere near where like the the Xeno Xenoblade is, we're probably looking at June July. Because this actually really interests me too. This looks really quite cool. And it's an excuse to use the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's doing a phenomenal job holding up that door. <laughs> All right. With that, we are actually going to call it a wrap for tonight. Thanks to everybody who joined us live. And of course, the podcast will be out shortly for you all to listen to. We'll be back next week on Monday. I, I might be pretty loopy on pain meds because it's going to be right after my knee surgery. So it should be an interesting episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> but we will have one. Trust me on that. And of course, if you need to reach us, you can send an email to forthelore@gmail.com and on Twitter at forthelore. Thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Dota 2, a game many people have been looking forward to for many, many years. The actual successor to the great Defense of the Ancients game map from Warcraft 3. Also recent center of controversy and legal action from Blizzard Entertainment towards Valve. I've recently found myself with a beta invite to the game. Something I've been eagerly awaiting and anticipating with near Christmas-like glee. When I saw the invite in my box, I immediately installed it and couldn't wait to get in my first match. My first impression of the game was that the interface sure was very pretty. However, nothing was labeled. I understand that this is a beta, but even in a beta you should probably have an idea of what you're using and what it should be looking like. Without knowing what I was doing for the first 15 minutes of just poking around trying to figure out what everything was and managed to figure out where to start a game. After starting a game, however, I realized also that while the game itself was very pretty, the substance of the game was lacking quite a bit. Now, there is some story to Dota, but not nearly enough. The individual champions do not have any sort of story as of yet, whether there's some forthcoming I'm uncertain. Champion section selection is a little bit confusing. None of the champions are very e- easily labeled to know what their roles are, aside from whether they're agility, strength, or mind. Yes, it gives you an idea of what their primary stats are, whether they're mages, melees, 
or something of that sort, but it doesn't give you specifics enough to know what type of character it is. You may pick a character that winds up being a full support character expecting to be a bruiser. You may pick a bruiser only to find that it's nothing but support. Again, the lack of labeling is disturbing. The gameplay itself still revolves heavily on doing nothing but farming, last hitting on mobs, killing champions, things like that. While that in of itself is the essence of Dota while making your way through to the enemy's base to defeat their ancient, it was very confusing how to get there. Buying things in the shop was needlessly complicated. The mid-shops that were placed at the sides of the board were unexplained. The mobile shops that players could purchase and then use to sell and buy things from home base were also very confusing. There was no tutorial available, and all around it just felt very clunky. Hero actions, response times, and everything else just felt rushed. If not, just like it wasn't just polished quite enough. Again, I understand this is a beta, but it's one that's been going on for quite some time. After a few games and trying out several champions, my opinion hasn't changed. The game is visually gorgeous. The terrain is phenomenal, the neutral mobs are amazing, the spell effects are fantastic, the champion spells are great, but everything about the gameplay itself is just incredibly difficult. The learning curve is something that I did not expect, and I am a seasoned Dota veteran. For anybody who's looking forward to this game, I really do hope that you get a beta invite so you can see for yourself. Now, I hope that things will change as the game progresses, as feedback is received, but as of right now, I am thoroughly unimpressed with such a game. I expected a better result so far. Perhaps it was my own expectations. I am uncertain. But I will be reporting as things change, as it's updated, and as new content is pushed into this game. As we near closer to its actual release, which is yet to be announced, and I might say that that is with good intention, I hope, We'll see how Dota 2 evolves, and if it is actually something that is worthy of the legal battle to maintain that name. Yeah, just as an FYI, guys, <laughs> my uh, knee surgery is on uh, Friday. Ooh, shit. So, so Monday yeah. should be interesting. So this is my cue to find as many crazy Japanese games as I can and put them into the show notes? Basically, yes. <sighs> Seriously, is there nobody else who wants to do a podcast with me? <laughs> you know, there, there is that new tentacle dating sim I've been meaning to look at. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember some of our loopy conversations that you had after, like, three days of, like, you know, chasing white rabbits. You were hilarious. Shut up. <laughs> okay, anyway. it, it was even better like a couple days later when I was continuing to talk about the subject. You had no idea what the fuck I was talking nope. about. What are you, you talking about? You boys like, wait a minute, what? Continue to have fun at my expense. And I'm on that I'm on that knife edge. Like the the last trailer. It's like it got to me. Like I sit there, like it was on TV, and I dropped to my knees, and I'm like, "You magnificent!" Such a drama queen. <laughs> no, like I'm seriously, like I'm like, "You magnificent bastards! What have you done?" 
And like it's just it, it's one of those things like I really really want to play this game and I'm having a hard time kind of sticking to my moral fiber on that because I want to moral I fiber. So they are being immoral by doing this <laughs> by forcing me to use a service that, that I is don't actually know. immoral to you. Yes, you're such a freaking drama queen. Meh, you are. Meh. <laughs> Buy I'm gonna tell Tart to buy you a box copy on Tuesday. <laughs> you can go ahead and do it. Go ahead. I mean, they're saying that they're gonna. Vincent said you're gonna have to buy me a copy of Mass Effect Three on launch day because he doesn't think they don't. And think then just can. set it in front of him and see how long he they lasts. They don't think they don't think I can last without playing it. Watch the tour. It's it's kind of like putting a cookie on your dog's nose. You'll see him and then not the box, letting him look eat at it. it. Put it down. You mentioned cookie and dog's nose, and now my dog's whining. Yeah. Thanks. That's that's exactly what it is. Put the cookie on the nose and watch their eyes on the cookie, and then finally say, "Okay, you can have it." That's I I, I accept the challenge. So, all right, I'm letting you fuck Nesco. You know, some of these people, you read their freaking tweets and other things, and you're like, "I'm hoping there's a medication that's going to make you feel better one day." <laughs> Something to make you sane, because this ain't it. I've got so many people I'm following. They're like on probation. They're like one more bad tweet away from just <laughs> going away. Or like I'll be on the verge. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this guy. And then they'll like say something like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Okay, you get another week. <laughs> but when you can force charge <laughs> across levels, like I, I go, they're on the second floor and I can reach that shit. Or what I love doing now is I'll look to see if there's mobs on a cliff edge that are below me, and I'll jump off the cliff edge and while in the air charge them. You take no damage, and it's awesome. The old, the old bear drop twit. It trick. is. That's exactly. <laughs> except a lot easier. That bear trick was hard to get. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I went curse flat a few times doing that. This is just like one button. Keep them targeted. Wait, 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 wait. There, click, and that's it. It's awesome. I love it. What the f- what, what was that? It's not bad enough that the keyboard is loud? You're bringing props now? What are we, an old-time radio show? soda before we started. Yeah. I got a party streamer. Got some wind chimes. A garbage can lid. Some tin cans. Garbage can lids. Let's yep. go. All right. Yeah, For the lore with 96.7% more sound effects. <laughs> more pain in the ass. Oogs. He's probably Dude, listening to an ad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Your shirts can be this clean too. What's with the volume? It's a button that allows you to control. I had a I had a problem with it too at one point though. Don't feel bad, Oogs. It's so devoted to that. Actually, it's the one I keep on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs>